on this episode of Quantum Week, April 5th through 11th, 1987. Welcome to Quantum Week. I'm Matt. I'm Chris. Quantum Week is a show in which Chris and I leap into a random week of a random year and we talk about movies and music, headlines and our stories. We are in the beginning of April 1987 for the Patreon show talking about The Secret of My Success and Lean on Me by Club Nouveau. Yes. New club en français, s'il vous plaît. Uh, oui. Durian. Uh, anything Louise? Bibliothèque. <laughs> That's a library. Yes, it is. Not bad. Uh, very, very proud Two of years of French. I think I did uh, seventh and eighth grade, and then I did ninth and tenth grade. Wow! I, after my, uh, I was going to do French three, uh, my junior. Yeah. And the French teacher says, uh, "My name was uh, Marlon. That was my French name." Why didn't they just call you Chris? Oh, you didn't do that. Oh, you, had, was, you had to have a different name. You couldn't have your real name. You had to no, like, no. We just called me Mathieu. Oh, in my school, everyone had like a different like. In, I don't know why I did that, but so I, I, uh, I, I was like, I'm going to call myself Marlon. So the, the Florida Marlins had cool uniforms. Yep. So I was Marlon. <laughs> Marlon. Uh, you know, you, you should not take French three. Maybe do something else. I was like, all right. That's what they said? Yeah. Like was, during I the class so or bad. after she, the class? She's like, she's like, it's not going to like, uh, just do me a favor. She's doing me a solid. That's she, still, she, that must feel bad though in the moment. I know. I'm so, I'm so bad at learning, at playing musical instruments because I can't read the music and I'm so bad at learning uh, another language. I'm terrible with languages. Oh my God. I don't, so I don't know why. I should not be terrible with languages, but I am. I'm embarrassingly terrible. I'm like, I really, I can't. I give everyone who can speak another language, like, it's so, it's, I have so much respect for them because I, I just don't have the brain for it. I, I, I'm always amazed. It's almost like magic when I can see someone do that. I'm like, it's uh, yeah. really impressive. Yeah. I suck. I can't do it either. I'm, I'm very bad at it. Yeah. I think, actually, if I'm immersed, I think if you were immersed, then you'd probably be fine. I don't know. I couldn't get the accents down, which is weird because I have a good ear. Uh, I can even, like, I can sort of morph my voice to sound like certain singers. Not really. I'm not, like, mimic, but I can get, like, closer, at least with their, their gait and their timbre. Like, I know their timing and stuff, but I, for some reason, I can't do, like, French accents. Like, I, can't, I was never, never good at it. You want to get a, a tip to do a French accent? No, for real. Yeah. So, like, if you do improv and stuff, well, you have to do. You can do less accents now because you can't get a can't can't do as many accents you could say ten years ago. Put right. It that way. Uh, but a good one is uh, entrepreneur. So if you say entrepreneur, entrepreneur. Uh, if you can, so try to like get that into a sentence, and then once you do that, you only have the rhythm, and then you can do the rest of the scene. Click, clicks in. Do so you yeah. have like little words that can like trigger you into like? Yeah. Like uh, from my Italian one, it's a me. That's. <laughs> It's the Bopa. It's always like incredibly stereotypical. <laughs> it's a me. It's fucking Mario. I know. It? From, I know. From, from Mario 3D. But, it's like, but if you could end the scene, you would do that anyway. So it's almost, yes. it, it gets an immediate laugh. Yes. So you'd have like a little like, <laughs> it's just these little trigger words that you could say. So uh, but if, you, if you see me do improv enough times, if someone had, they would have seen me say entrepreneur. It's a me like a number of times. A, a buddy in college would do the Cockney accent with uh, saying four o'clock, like four o'clock. I can't, I can't do it. Yeah. But that, that was his like trigger. See, yes, yeah, so, that's so, so what I mean. Yeah. So if you have those little, they can help, but entrepreneur. That's a good one. But then that's the American bastardization of the French. Or that's a, a French person speaking English. I'm talking about an-, an You actually mean, want to speak French? En français, s'il vous plaît. I can't help you with that. Oh. I'm, I'm, I, can tell, I can have a cartoonishly bad, <laughs> yes. offensive accent. I can help you with that. Uh, yes, thank you. That'll that'll serve. I have a me lot well. more of my sleeve that I can't use anymore. Oh, anyone you want to get into? No, no, no. hold up. Even on the Patreon, <laughs> uh, hold on. I retired those I, I, for the most part. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't do that. Uh, oh, big thank you to our patrons. They stepped yes. up huge. Yes, um, yes, yes, yes. Any patron who hasn't uh, bought tickets for our live show that is interested in going get five dollars off. Yeah, can't with uh, with a code that well, is we, the lost years brop. Uh, no, we said that on the. We didn't say it. We didn't no. say the code. We didn't say the code out loud. No, on the Patreon show, because it went to all of our patrons anyway. I know. We're saying it out loud here. Oh, you want to? Okay, I, I emailed it to all of them. I know. What's the difference? Yes. You want me to bleep that out? No. Yeah. That, okay. Well, use it. Get $5 off. Yes. Come to the show. Right. Uh, if you haven't already bought a ticket, but we hope you do. Anyway, go to quantum-week.com. There, uh, I just put a nifty little link in kind of the top part of the of the website. You can click right on there. It gets to the event right where you can buy the ticket. Yeah. If you're not on Twitter, it's the best way to go. I don't know how many people here are not on Twitter, but I feel like a lot of our patrons actually bought tickets, uh, a good chunk of them. So uh, yeah, definitely. That was awesome. So we're getting there. We're getting yep. there. Yep. Time people hear this. Yeah. We'll have more. Yeah. <laughs> have more, uh, not sold out yet though. 
No, no, no. We got we have yeah, probably uh, a little ways to go. Yeah, we got a little ways to go. Um, but not. Yeah, I wouldn't rule it out. I wouldn't rule it out. No, no I definitely think there's a um, shot. All right, I guess we can. You want to talk about the secret of my success? So Are you wait? You talking about the Fred Gwynn starring? The Fred. It's the Fred Gwynn vehicle, right? Like he's the he's the lead here. Right? He's in the credits. Yes. This is the end, right? This is, I told you, the song was in my fucking head right when, when we talked about that this was coming up. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a Pat Benatar song. Oh. Sometimes the good guys win, I think is yeah, what it's called. Yeah, song, I, just, I didn't like that song. No, but I, I probably watched this oh. 10 times as a kid, oh, and really? so that stuck in my head. I really watched it. Uh, Kirk had the same response on PMS. I was like, he, he watched it a ton as a kid. Must have been I a, did, but I don't like it. I didn't watch this it's, bunch on HBO. I don't it's, know it's for the best. It's not a good movie. This thing it's sucks. It's not a good movie. It's a no. mess. Why did he say mess. that he liked this? I heard you guys talking about well, it. Why I, think, you I, knew, I knew you weren't going to like I think because he has good childhood memories of it. I didn't really. I mean, I guess. I, oh, I was like Michael J. Fox, of course. All right. So maybe that would do it. But I think it was just kind of on, and it was fine. But as an adult, you see all the fucking terrible it's problems. It's Doesn't a real know big what mess. it wants to be. No. It's really, really poorly directed by Herbert Ross. Yeah. Um, it's I not, wonder it's not if funny. I haven't seen Footloose in forever, and I wonder if that won't I hold know. up as good because I have more least, memories. Of I that. think part of the problem is Herbert Ross. It seems like based on the way this is filmed, they have no idea. Never, never, never knew the man, obviously. Uh, it's, he thinks he's funny. Well, he's a choreographer too, though, so right. that would make more sense than something like Footloose. Right, but, but I also think I think he thinks he's funny. Think he, yeah. Like he think he thinks he has the chops to direct a comedy, but obviously he doesn't. But maybe in Footloose, he's like, oh, this, you know, is actually played ridiculously straight. Like, yeah, yeah. Talents, yeah. Uh, right? There's no so, talent. So stupid. No dancing. Um. So maybe that works better. But this is such a mess. And at the, at the end of the movie, it just becomes a like a, a bad farce. Yeah, and it doesn't work. It doesn't because like for the farce to work, the end of the movie is uh, them all going in and out of rooms. But the problem was we've never been in the house. We have no idea what the doors lead to. The forest only works if you know the setting. Right. So you have to, in theory, usually, with, like, you might see this, like, noise is off. It's a famous Broadway. It has kind of, uh, it's like, it's a, broad, it's, it's mocking Broadway. It's a Broadway satire that has some of the door stuff. Some other movies have some of the, a lot of French films will end, farce, French word, obviously, will end, like, with people going in and out of rooms. It's a, it's a trope. Yep. Uh, but usually you understand the setting. So you know that if I go in this one door, that's going to lead to this. And, you know, so-and-so might be in there. Yep. You understand the surroundings. But when, it's literally the end of this movie. is just people going in and out of doors. We have no idea where they are. No idea. We don't, we don't, there's no risk because we don't know what. We what, don't know what's, even though it's, what, it's just, what, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Never, it's, it's just, it's such a poorly laid out movie. The beginning of the movie doesn't know. It, this whole movie thinks also wants to be like a sexual. Oh my God. That's the thing. It's, it's, it's the entire thing is about sex. Right. But I, Thought it was about the secret of his his success. I I didn't know it was about everybody getting laid and being in you know and a lot of infidelity. But it does so in a completely toothless way. Yeah. It, it um right because it's PG right. Yeah. Like so it doesn't have any of the you know the huspa needed to make a real like there's no real sex there's no sex in it. So because it's hard to make a sex what becomes a sex farce without having any sex in it. It just becomes this weird. You know what it becomes. It becomes a bad episode of Bewitched. It's like, oh, I, you know, it's a miscommunication. Someone's pretending to be someone yeah. they're not. Um, oh, there's like clever sexual or attempting to be clever like uh, like entendres. It just becomes a sitcom. Yeah, and it's and it's a bad sitcom. Yeah, it's not good. It's not. It's not even. It's not fun to watch. It's boring. It's all convoluted. And Michael J. Fox is trying so way too hard. Like it's so. It's uh, and I love Michael J. Fox. I think he's one of he's. One of the best TV actors ever. We talked about it on KMS as well. Yeah. Um, with his, uh, what I thought was kind of a failed movie career. Uh, but maybe part of the reason is he's picking scripts like this, where he's doing, and I think he must have real, you could see the flops went on him. He's so desperate. He's doing all this extra physical comedy because yeah, he realizes yeah, the script yeah. isn't funny. Yeah. Because he's a smart guy. Yeah. And it is just so over the top. It's, it's, uh, it's just, it's, it's really, it's not a good movie. It's, a, it's not, a, it's not trash, but it's, it's awfully close. Yeah. Maybe C minus or I mean, D. Maybe a D plus. Okay, okay. Yeah. We're right in the same spot. Yeah. Uh, no, I, there's, there's a very, the sex thing was, su was super weird. I, I didn't, I didn't understand what, what the point was for, for doing it. And then, and then why the incest stuff? Like why, why even do that? He has sleeps with his aunt. I know it's not a blood aunt, blood related, but like, I don't get, why did that have to have? Why did the, why did he have to have connection to? Um, well, that's the typical rule to of, Richard Jordan's character, right? Howard Prescott. It's rules of a farce, though. But like, but the, but I agree but you with didn't you. even. But that relationship did because it I broke know. down so much anyway. Like they never liked each other. They were always they were both kind of using each other. So why even make it family and make it this weird thing where she's the aunt? 
it didn't need to go there at all. It could have just been his boss and exactly. His boss's that's wife. all. That's right. That would I have agree. been enough. Not and, the incest. But it, no, I, I know. I don't have. An, I don't have an answer for that. It's. It's. I mean, I mean the whole. Okay, so the movie starts. He's in Kansas, and it starts with um, his parents are talking to us. Yeah. Uh, the audience goer. Yep. Um, and then it never that that uh, that never returns. No. The rest of the movie is people talking to each other. So it's like, why break that wall down just for the opening? See, it's, it's so weird. Very weird. And then they use a lot of voice, uh, like voiceover stuff too. And like kind of flashback voiceover things, which was very strange. It was put together in not a very um, intuitive way. It was hard to understand why they made the choices they made. The other thing that I wanted to say is probably um, the worst montages I've ever seen are paperwork montages. Like <sighs> montages where he's flipping through binders going through filing cabinets. I mean, You're it's not wrong. And it's only slightly worse than the montage of him holding court at the party, like going from person collecting people <laughs> I, like he's Jesus or some sort of fucking Pied Piper getting them together and and they all just are like one, all these old guys are looking point, at him. There's one point he's in a gazebo. Yes. And he's talking and like he's just he looks pretty he's looks pretty normal. Like uh I don't know if the, I don't know if it was actually dialogue that was actually shot or what, but he's just like he's just talk he's just having a normal conversation in a gazebo. All right, fine, whatever. And there's some people around him, just like any other party would be. Yeah. But then for some like Matt says, people are like just like flocking to him. How would they even hear what he's saying? Like, why would they flock to this gazebo? And they're like they're like shooting him sitting down. So you're seeing all these old guys that are like from above, like they're looking up to him like he's some sort of sort of Jesus. Yeah. Uh and the problem is since we don't know what he's saying, there's no reason but for them to want to. Everything he says is so boring. Like the business stuff is so yeah, boring. Yeah, 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 it it is. Almost, you're almost happy. Like, oh, good. and I love Michael Clayton. I love movies that really dig deep into you know, some business stuff. Or that can be really entertaining. Where office Space is funny for different reasons. Sure. But like, um, no, I don't mind office talk or business to speak. But his, like, you agreed the great point. The binders they managed to make it actually like it was actually. I give him credit. To, it was actually what a what it be like going to work. Because it is just looking through binders, opening filing cabinets. <laughs> it is like the most mundane <laughs> montage. I need a hero. And he's like, oh, flip, you know, flip, he's, flip. Right, he's like, oh, he's turning a Rolodex. He's, at one point, he's kind of just like, you even see him like, it is like a day in the life. He's kind of, at one point, he's kind of bored. He's like, oh, like, he's like, eh. And he's kind of sitting at his desk. Just like any, anybody else. <laughs> like, I don't need to see this. Yeah, you could just, let's just take 20 minutes off this fucking thing. This movie's thing. an hour and 50 minutes. And there's a, a large chunk of it that really don't, doesn't need to be there at all. And then the rest of the movie doesn't know if it wants to be this like office comedy or this romantic comedy right. or this farce. Right. Uh, heavily sex uh, innuendo farce. But without the sex. Just yeah, like the, right, yeah, just like the have, description have, of the sex. Any sex. Right. Yes. I mean, we do get, yeah, there's a little bit of breast shot in the pool. But not like, there's really, no, it's really not really quick. Yeah. Really quick. But that's it. There's no, we don't even see, I guess we see Mike, they kiss, I guess. Yeah, we see Michael J. Fox kiss, what's her face? Uh, Helen Slater. Well, they, once again, and that's shows, it shows you how bad this movie is made. So they have this like really bizarrely intense makeout scene at the very end of the movie. Yeah. But the credits are overlaying over, so you don't even see it. <laughs> so it's like, why even have this? There's no, there's no reason. Like they showed them, I think, what are they at? Carnegie Hall? They're all kind of running around. Yes. And um, yes, they're, go they're both like, they go up the different staircases right. in Carnegie. Yes. Right. And, uh, and they get there and they kiss, which is, I mean, whatever. It's fine. It's the fine. Make the makeout scene is like, I think it's once again, him trying to overcome it to be a PG rating. So yeah. he's like, oh, well, let's just have him kiss erotically. But the whole time they're kissing, it, it's a full shot of credits. Yeah. You can't make out anything behind them. So you're like, why? What, what am I doing? It's it's movies. Uh, this movie is a complete mess. Herbert Ross, a very, very, very. This is one of the, I will say this is one of the worst directed movies we've oh, covered in the show. Yes. I, I would absolutely agree. Agree with that. Um, the other thing is, I don't know that I liked any character. Well, Michael uh, J. Fox is doing hero. It's a hero move for him. But, so but, you can't really unlike. You're not, I, I mean, he's shitty, to, he's shitty to his boss in the mail, mail room. He cheats on uh, his uncles with his his aunt. Um, he's just not. He's, but the movie excuses all that. Away. I'm not saying you're not wrong for thinking of those things. The movie plays the boss god, the boss as an asshole. Though. I know, but like he also gave him a shot. You know, I mean, he was an asshole, but he kind of gave him a shot. And this guy's like not showing up for work half the time. I, I'm, I'm assuming he's doing his work, but he's not. Are you the mailroom boss or the boss boss? Oh, the mailroom boss. 
The minimum boss is like a dick though to him at first. Yeah, yeah, but it's also it's his boss though. It's like and you know, it's his job. Like he doesn't he's like half-assing his job. Well, in the movie's mind though, they they were able to excuse that because he's an asshole. So I guess you're supposed to kind of although I he does guess. in a bizarre scene near the end of the movie, John Pankow from Mad About You, he plays the sidekick there uh in this film. He's actually not bad. He's fine. No, he's fine. Um by the way, but fun John Pankow, uh Pankow fact. So our next movie we're doing, uh, we're doing a uh, movie on Monday, uh, Amadeus. Amadeus. Yeah. He played, so Amadeus was on Broadway. Oh. Tim Curry was Mozart. Yeah. Tim Curry left the Broadway show, as stars typically do, because he's a big name yeah, by then. Yeah, he's yeah. been Rocky Hart and everything. John Pankow was Amadeus. Oh, did he? Was yeah. Mozart I can see in that. Amadeus. I can see that. Uh, uh, in like, I think 1982, 83. So a couple years before this, he was Amadeus. He's, he's, he's good in this. He's good. I actually, I don't mind Richard Jordan either. No, but Pankow trips this boss, the mailman boss, down a flight down of the stairs. stairs, down the stairs. I'm like, which is a, like, he tries to, mm, like attempted murder on this poor guy. And I think, doesn't he take out some people on his way yes, down too? Yeah, oh, too? Yeah, there's two it's innocent like, victims. Who do? Yeah, he, he brushes it off. No, not a bitch. <laughs> so yeah, Richard Jordan is in this. He, he's a uh, fun Richard Jordan fact, because this movie is not very good. So no, it's, it's not a lot of fun facts. So he was going to be um, the bad guy in Fugitive. I know. And then during the filming, so he had shot scenes. He, they found out he had brain cancer. I think That's, he was having a hard time remembering his lines. Ugh. And um, they uh, they replaced him, you know, I mean, had to reshoot those scenes. But, uh, you know, what a terrible... He was only 56. Yeah, super young. No. And I thought he was good. I, I like him. I remember him. He's okay. He's, no, I, li- I liked he's him. Fine. He's and fine. And I remember I have warm feelings of uh, for him, too, because he's in, he's in like, these movies. He's in a bunch of movies that I saw on HBO as a kid a lot. There's, oh, like, yeah. like I, this is probably not a good movie. But I don't remember it all. I probably haven't seen it since I was seven or eight years old. But Solar Babies, oh. do you remember what that? I, I remember that. Was I don't remember with, watching uh, it. But I remember, the, that was on HBO. Oh, yeah. who's, the, who's the? Um, I don't remember anything about it. Oh my god, uh, the guy, uh, the guy who played in the movie, cover? probably not. Right, oh, who's the who's the main character in Lost Boys? Who then? Uh, uh, Jason Patrick. Jason Patrick yeah. was in it. Um, a woman from uh, Saint Almost Fire, I think, was in it. But he was in it too. Was it Mayor Winning? Is that who's in it? I can't. Solar I, Babies. Let's take a look here. Solar babies. <laughs> so I, I, they find some sort of orb. Oh, Jamie Gertz is in it. She's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jason Patrick. Yeah. Yep. Lucas Haas. He's good. Yeah. He's, uh, Charles Durning. This is probably not a good movie, but I just, I have vivid memories of him in my childhood. Are you ready for this? Solar babies. Uh, it cost $25 million to make. Okay. Guess how much it brought in? How much? 1.6. Oh! <laughs> Had a second. Life I don't think we're going to cover Solar Babies. Um, but he was in a few. I think he was in another sci fi ish movie around that time. Um, I just like him. I, I, I liked seeing him in this movie. I liked, I, I liked remembering who he was because he didn't last much longer. He was dead in like 93. Yeah, well, for Fugitive. Yeah. Someone, there's someone out there at one point in time that lost a lot of money because of something called Solar Babies. <laughs> that would be, that's, like they lost a lot of money. <laughs> that's true. Like someone probably lost like maybe like, their homes or things like that, <laughs> like their businesses because of something called Solar Babies. That is fantastic. That's, that's, uh, that's what you get into in the movie biz. Uh, you know, Richard Jordan, odd career. Yeah, he was in Logan's Run. Um, that was the other one. Uh, yeah. uh, he was in Dune. That was it, right. Lynch's Dune, which right. I wonder how that holds up. I haven't seen that in forever either. I'm, I know- He was in is- Hunt for October, which we covered in the oh, show. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. I know you're going to make fun of me for this, but I am really looking forward to the new Dune that's coming out I know. with the villain wave. I'm I so, I so looking forward to that fucking movie. What was it? So he, uh, Richard Jordan, by the way, good news for you. I know you're big, you're, you're a Jordan, you're Air Jordan I'm a guy. Jordy. Yeah, you're, you're like Air Jordan. <laughs> yes. Uh, he's in a movie we're covering for next, my next Patreon show, The Mean Season. Do I know that we're covering that movie? Or that we're doing that movie? You, you announced it on that last show, right? I forget that. I yeah, forget what Kurt that Russell, is. Kurt Russell, Mariel Hemingway. I'm in. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's do it. We're doing that. That's the next Patreon show. But I mean, that's for us, for us speaking, that's three movies away because we still have to do Amadeus. Amadeus. And then, and then uh, um, Pepper Hills Cop. Yeah. And so for us, it feels far away, but it's now you hear me and we'll get more this more jordy talk the patreon has become the richard jordan it's uh yes he's definitely sponsoring the <laughs> show being, uh, this shows you uh, you know what a shock we haven't sold out the uh, live show <laughs> we, we're making a big deal about this guy has been dead for, for 30, 30 years, years. <laughs> richard jordan oh, he seems a character uh, actor who's been dead for 30 years is like a, a running thing in the show now yeah boy i'm, I'm shocked we, no one's picked this up yet Fred Gwynn, though, for five minutes of the show. He just is, he's just so, there to be dour. This is great. This is great. So a movie the credits this film. It goes, you know, it's he gets the end, Fred Gwynn. The, right. Which, by the way, in, 19, in 1987, Fred Gwynn was not in demand. 
He, no, he's passed. I mean, he, he was I mean, he was in Fatal Attraction. I know, but I don't think it even come out yet. Or if it did, whatever. But I know this when they were produced, when they were creating the credit sequence. Yeah, he it wasn't out yet. Yeah, he was Herman Munster, and he got typecast. He didn't do much at all in the seventies. In the eighties, he kind of did some stuff a little bit oh, here yeah. and there. Pet Cemetery. But that, but that all came later. That came. I'm later. saying when this. Oh shit! Yeah, Manny Cousin Vinny, of course. We covered. That's right. That's oh, right. This is our third Freddie Green movie. No, another, another guy. We, yes. <laughs> Once again, shocking. No one's no one's picked this up yet. Although Fred Fred doesn't do anything in this movie. Like he It's not just he doesn't do anything. I don't know if I've and I've been watching movies my whole life. Uh I don't know if I've ever seen anyone get the end titles credit like that or be in the main title. When I say main title, I mean like not the credits of the end of the movie, but the ones in the beginning. Yeah. And have and do so and I don't and it gets so little screen time, so few lines, such a meaningless character. You think it took him like a day to shoot that? Oh, zero question. I mean, not even a day. I don't know. Maybe he was just I hanging. I mean, maybe, well, there were, actually, there were a lot of shots. It might actually might have taken a, a day for this movie. Yeah, a day. But, I mean, I, it was. Why pay Fred Gwynn? Or why, I guess, maybe if he's not doing anything. Big, why end Fred Gwynn? Well, you know, he's, he's, but an he's older, not, older statesman. Like, but he's not. Like he's, he's, it's so bizarre. Maybe he had that, in his, maybe that's part of the contract. Like he you did, have not, to he did not, at that point in the time, he was not you able to dictate terms. Yeah. And then he's in the movie. And the funniest thing about Fred Gwynn is, you know, we see it, my cousin Benny, is he's very tall. He's super tall. Okay, <laughs> right. My cousin's very short. Right. You don't have, he's, Fred Gwynn, the entire scene is sitting down. <laughs> yes. Why not have him just shake his hand? Exactly. It would be funny. Get up and shake it, shake hands or something. Yeah. It's the easiest joke in the book. Although that wouldn't have, I, that wouldn't have worked because Michael J. Fox was about to screw him over, you know, a $700 million business or well, something. Well, then maybe have him storm out of the office and walk by him. Do that. 10,000. Do that. What boardroom claps when you make an entrance? What? <laughs> Like, what the fuck? I can't really get over how little Fred Gwynn was in the movie. And the funny thing is, he doesn't even get up. He just literally sits there. He does. He has four lines. Kind of mouth a little jar. He makes a face at the end, like, oh, I got got had. Yeah. It is remarkable. Whoever his agent, I don't know what happened. I have no idea. I'm going to imagine Fred Gwynn's uh, business life here. I imagine the agent he had in the 70s, terrible guy. He couldn't get him jobs. Right. I imagine, I'm like to imagine 1987 is a new agent who gets him in Fatal Trash, gets him in this. Yeah. And he's this great agent. He's like, listen, Fred Gwynn will not stand in your movie. You, you, you will, like, like he said, he will dictate terms. He's get the end credit. You know, you're going to pay him this. He's only going to have four lines. Right. Two faces, Max. <laughs> right. It is wild. I, I, because everyone talks about Jack Nicholson and A Few Good Men and how very few actors, uh, the, uh, also, also in Network, uh, one of the actresses in Network, they both got nominated for Academy Awards and they're in the movie for like 10 minutes and everybody's like, oh, what a joke. Right. Fred Gwynn is in the main title and he's in the movie for what? Um, I don't know. He's probably, he's in the scene. 180 seconds? Right. He's in the scene for maybe four or five minutes. Maybe. But, you, but I think he's you're being not, generous. Well, but he's, not, he's not on is. camera that long. No, no, no I, don't, I don't think that scene's even four or five minutes. Maybe four. Maybe four. All right, I'll go with four. And he's on camera for a third of a that? minute and a half? Because a lot of it is um, Michael J. Fox yeah, and um, the, uh, the wife, the, um, the woman from uh, Major League. Yeah, Margaret Witten. Yeah. Yes. A lot of it's their reaction. She's only 38 here, too. People look different then. I know. People well, look this older. Also, I don't know if I know too many movies where women look less attractive. I know. They really did not do her a favor because she's a pretty well, girl. the time frame. It is. I mean, part yes, part of it is the I mean, dress women, and the hair. Yeah, 1970. Oh, at one point, she says, have you ever seen like a body as tight as this and she's in this big like puffy outfit yeah it's like where do i where do i uh where do i look but even like uh like helen slayer oh she looks terrible looks awful terrible. whoever did the hair in this movie did, and this hair is how it is did, the... did none of these people any favors no even michael j fox's hair is bad i, I obviously is. i know i know why he, he's because uh, this character is so close to alex p keaton yeah. where he's smart business yep. minded not republican but the other stuff yeah. is it's also not as funny um but uh but they dye his hair red to yeah. try to just i guess differentiate but it's a horrible dye it doesn't look good this character would never dye his hair no so then you have to make it look naturally red right it didn't it doesn't it doesn't yeah looks like he's got a bad dye job and he had the same dye job in kansas there's no way there's uh someone in kansas who can dye your hair some sort of red coloring just for men yeah it's weird i I know i I don't even think they make that i think they make uh, dark color just for men get get out of that salt and pepper i i have my hair is going gray you know oh is it yeah, yeah, and uh, I don't, you know, I'm not going to dye it. Don't do it, man. Yeah. Don't do it. Are you going to dye your hair? Do you dye your hair? Uh, no, no, I, I do. You can see some gray, yeah. but I have light hair that so you don't, it doesn't show up like it does for years, but. Are you um, going to dye it when it gets gray? Are you going to dye it? I don't think, I think it'll take a while. I think it'll, it'll start to be on the sides. Let's say your hair was like mine at your age. Um, 
I don't. I might. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I bet you would. You seem like that kind of guy. Ah, uh, I don't know. I might. I'm not sure. But I think it also looks good. At a certain point, gray hair on a man looks like good. When yeah. they're in their late 40s, early 50s. Yeah. I mean, you're a little early for oh, okay. it. You know, it looks, weird, yeah. looks a little weird. But, <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> I agree with that. It does look weird. No, but uh, at a certain point, like, it's it's kind of you know, stately. Yeah. Like, it's it's good. But uh, not maybe. Well, I think you're going to lose your hair before that anyway. It might. I don't know. I've always had really uh, fine hair. Yeah. It's always been really thin. I have a big cowlick, cowlick on the back. I don't think it's. I don't think it's less hair than I had before, but maybe it is. I, I think. Don't know. I, I think you're gonna go. I think you're. Gonna, I think your sides well, but will they're be not, fine. But they're not like I'm not. I don't have these. Aren't any higher than they were before up here? So maybe, you're just, maybe you just go bald in the back. Uh, maybe like that dome thing. Yeah, because I can see that. Because back. Yeah, it's. I have a cow. I have a huge cow yeah. back there. Right, well, too. Yeah. Uh, but I, so I think. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if you get get like the. I wouldn't be surprised either. If that happens, I'll shave it off. Like I don't give a shit. Yo. So. Oh. So. Let's say you had the top of your hair was your hair. Like, you know, like the front of your hair was normal. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, and yeah. your sides are fine. Yeah. So you're only bald really in the back. No, I'm taking it out. No. I'm not doing that. Why? The ball in the back. Is that a bad nah. look? No, it's a bad I look. I think it's bad if you have just the sides of your hair, you know, like, yeah. you know, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. not a good look. The, but, uh, the toilet seat. Yeah, like guys had the 80s. Before, guys weren't, remember when we were kids, a lot of guys had that toilet seat, like the toilet yeah. seat. Uh, but, uh, Oh, if you had the front hair, you can keep that. Nah, I think I'd just shave it all off. I'm, I'm keeping a watch. Are you now, that, shave now, that your Kirk's, head? now that Kirk said that he thinks I'm going bald. I think you are. You think I am? In the back, yeah. Yeah, I could be. But, not, but it's, not, it's not like that. I feel like, like it's always I would, no been one would like ever that, call but you I don't bald. know. You know what I mean? It's just like thinning. Yeah. But I've always had fine hair. I don't know. But if it gets to that point, I. I like I, don't keep, get, you, you, I don't know if that, you, I don't know if it works you shaving your head. You don't have a, you, you're, you don't have a face for that. You know what I mean? You have like, you have to have like a masculine face for that. Like, I, I, I couldn't a, shave my head. You don't think either. I have a masculine face? No, no, not for a guy. For No, for a guy, you don't have a... Like, you've seen guys that have, like, masculine... You know what I mean? Like, a tough guy. Grr, you know? Oh. You don't have... I don't Maybe have that some steroids. No, no, no. There's many... You know, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You, you right. think me and you have... Or, or, like, what anyone would... Took 20 guys together and say, who's the most masculine guy in this <laughs> well, group? They would say No, they would say either <laughs> of us. Right. Not for a second. We're definitely in the bottom tier of that. I'm, I'm, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So, like, those, those top 10 guys that can shave their head, no problem. You can't yeah. shave your head. I think, I'm, I think I would. It would get oh, really no. short. I'd do it really short. No, I think it'd be fine. All right. Whatever. That'd be wild. I can't imagine you with shaved I've hair. I've had shaved hair. I've oh. had shaved head. Well, have you had, really? Yeah, it was fine. I think I look normal. Well, as, in, I mean, as an adult? You get used to it. Uh, yeah, my 20s. Actually, I shaved it. You should put a picture up. Five or six years ago. No. Yeah, because someone gave me a really bad haircut, and I was like, fuck this, and I just took it off. Yep. Oh, my God. What was that like? Uh, it was fine. I've had it. I've oh. had it. To, you just get used to it. I can't imagine. I've look. only known you like this. Yeah, pretty much. I've had, I've, mostly my life before. had the same, yeah. same haircut. Huh. Most of my life has just been like this, because that's what it does. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, if it goes, then, yeah, I think I'm going to have to take it out. See, if I lost just what you're talking about, just that little thing in the back. It's always, but it's I always would, been I, like I, that. I, I would keep my hair, I think. We'll see. I'm going to keep it. Uh, we're, on, we're on hair watch right now. So every oh, time I, I like go that. to the barber, uh, not the barber, every time I go to my hairdresser. Right, right, right. I go uh, to the barber. Yeah, yeah, this is right. Um, I'll, I'll keep asking her. I'll tell her. I'm going to ask her. Like, will she be honest? Yeah, she'll tell me. It's a tough question to ask someone, right? Uh, no? Me and Heather are tight. Like, oh, really? Oh, she's, yeah, yeah, she's, yeah, she's, she's, I've, I've, yeah. we've gone to her for 10 years. I've yeah, seen her. yeah. I could ask my barber too, I think. Yeah, he'd tell you. Yeah, yeah. Because we had the, yeah, man to man. Going in, like, well, I've been going in for a few years. So right, like, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Like, you build some rapport. Yeah, what's going on back there, man? Yeah. 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 I asked her, I was like, do you think this is thinner? And she's like, I don't think so, oh, but maybe. All right. I was like, okay, cool. Let's, uh, we're on hair watch. Yeah. She's like, got it. This show is making you lose your hair. Most, mostly to you. Everything else. No, I think I mean I'm 43. I guess that's this what is I mean. Just what, at, my uh, my grandfather had really fine hair, and um, it didn't like go bald or anything. But like, but it was close. It got really got you know thinner. thin towards the end. Yeah. Uh, both grandfathers actually. So mm -hmm. I think uh, it's probably at some point, maybe in my 50s, maybe in my 40s. I don't know. But I'll shave it. It's fine. Fuck it. Yeah. Or maybe I'd go to a hair. Maybe I get some hair transplants. What do you think? <laughs> no comment. I'm not gonna say anything. I don't want to. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that's too vain? Too vain for a man? I, I don't. I, whatever. Uh, and especially if, you know, for certain, you know, if any hair transplant companies wanted to, uh, you know, let's say you lost your hair and wanted to sponsor this show. Oh, my God. We would obviously be. We know, would be obviously right. be. So I think, you know what? Hair transplants. <laughs> that's a good, good thing. Idea. Yeah, we'll both do it. I would never have anything but positive things to say about anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. We're, we're compromised. The this show is compromised. We can't even talk about anything. You especially. <laughs> Um, 
Uh, I don't know what else. What else are we gonna say? I mean, we, could talk, I, we probably save some Herbert Ross stuff for another time. We're gonna we're gonna run into a game with Footloose. Yeah, probably Footloose. Maybe even My Blue Heaven. That duo. So that, that's a movie I would actually be very interested in. Me coming. too, because um, I loved it at the time. Uh, yeah, and I I, remember, and I I haven't seen it in a while. Um, but if I remember correctly, that's actually directed in a really innovative and interesting way. The way it um, uh, shows suburbia, along with the Edward Scissorhands from Burton. Um, My Boo Heaven shows it in a really, it's very cynical, but in a very interesting and yeah. um, and bizarre way. Uh, actually, I'll put it this way. If we like, if we run into the week where My Boo Heaven's in the top 10, it would be really hard for me not to pick it. Oh, we got to do it. It's, it, well, it's hard. Like, yeah, it's just hard because if we say run into a movie, we're like, so what happened this week was, the reason we're covering this movie is it was number one. Oh, um, yeah. So I know Lethal Weapon was the movie, but like the Lethal Weapon was like, had been out for like seven weeks. Yeah. And Michael J. Fox was uh, was such a huge star at the time. He actually, because if you look at the movie poster, it says, even above the title, it says Michael J. in huge letters. Uh, and it's him like riding this yeah. champagne. Right. Um, and uh, uh, so it was number one. Um, it made, it was his fourth, we talked about in KMS. Uh, it's his fourth biggest movie he's ever done, box office wise, domestic. Right. Um, and that's after the, you know, the, the three, three Back to the Future. Back to the Future, right. Uh, so yeah, this was a pretty big, this is really do like 80 million hit. domestic or something. Uh, 66, 66. Okay. All right. Yeah. It's, it's a very underwhelming career for how good he is. I know it's sad. It really is. I, I was, and I was making that list and I don't know if I felt like, cause I, like, what's the I best? Felt bad. I think Kirk's a big, I'm a big Michael J. Fox fan. I felt bad for kind of dragging him on the show a little bit, but like, but it was just shocking. Like, it's underwhelming. He's only, you know, he's only had six movies that have made more than $38 million. That's crazy to That's me. Crazy. crazy. Now, I know, obviously, time is different. So, like, you know, six. this made 67, right? So, 67 now, that's like 125. For a romantic comedy, is fucking bananas. That is great. So, nothing against that at all. No. And then, uh, but the American president had nothing to do with him. No, it didn't. Michael, Michael yeah, Lewis, it was you know. Douglas. And, yeah. Doc Hollywood uh, was a hit. Now, his face was on the poster. That's fine. That it made $54 million. That's a really good movie. I'd love to cover it, yeah. the show. That would make, so that's like the equivalent to like 85 today. Right. That's a big hit for a comedy like yeah. that. Okay. Um, so that's a win. Uh, but then Mars Attacks was a disaster. I Mars know. Mars Attacks, which is- I'd a really, love to cover that because, cover that. because really it would be interesting, so interesting. So movie. many people in it so, too. Jack Nicholson, yeah. two different roles. Yeah. It's fucking weird. Yeah. And, um, but that movie's a bomb. Uh, I saw that in the theater. Me too. Uh, Teen Wolf was uh, made $33 million. Obviously that cost nothing. We covered in the show. That, that was actually a big hit. But that was only because he was back to features the theaters at the same time. Sure. It was just this Michael J. Fox. Luke. Yep. The Hardaway made twenty six million, which was not great. James Woods. Nah. I mean, that's that's a not good. That's a. I actually think the movie's okay. Um, I mean, the performance wasn't good. I, I know I saw it, but I don't remember. It's the, okay. I haven't seen it in a while, but it'll never be okay. Uh, but the, the right the box office performance is that's not good. And then Casualties of War, which is a bomb. Sean, Penn I know it's Sean Penn and, and Michael that's J. Fox and Brian De Palma film. That was crazy. That was a bomb. Uh, the Frighteners bombed. Um, it's, it's crazy that Peter Jackson still got Order of the Rings. Bright Lights, Big City bombed. No one wanted to see Michael J. Fox as a cokehead. Yeah. And then you have Greedy, Life with Mikey, and For Love, Money. I talked about the show. That's the three um, film project he, uh, he signed contract he yeah. signed because he had Parkinson's and just wanted to make money for his family. Yeah. But all those movies are terrible. He, I mean, he's admitted his book. They're like, no, this, I just picked the first scripts they gave me. I, was, I wanted to crank these movies out as fast as I could. Yeah. So, I mean, these are not like, and those all, those all were bombs. And I was a lot, those three, I was very conscious of box office. I was reading them weekly at that point. Those three all were disasters. It was like, oh, this will be tanked. He was so top heavy then. Cause you just, you had those first three and they and were this those. One. Yeah. Yes. You're right. I guess you can count this too, mm -hmm. but. Uh, I, mean, I guess you could say Doc Hollywood, although I wouldn't call it a massive hit. Uh, I guess it's the one like not top heavy one, right? Cause it's not a massive hit, but it's not a bomb. It's just kind of like. Yeah. I'm, a mid-sized hit. Yeah. Um, but you're right. There's not a lot of Doc Hollywoods in there. It's all like, right, blockbusters or, or really one blockbuster franchise or bombs. It's like too bad though. disasters. But what was he going to do? I guess he could do some other comedy roles, but he's not like- He's limited though. He's limited. Like, and you see it in this movie, you know, and he really, it, you know, he's trying so hard to put this movie on his shoulders, make it work. But it, it's just, you know, so a lot of pratfalls and trying to be, you know, and he, he's very likable. So you want to root for he him. He is likable. And he's very, he's- Likeable in real life, he's likable in in on Alex B, as Alex B. Keaton or in Spin City or or Back to the Future, but you know if you don't have a lot of like time travel or crazy exciting things happening around him, he doesn't. And it's sad. It might even be his size. It might be just his looks. Like he doesn't have the George Clooney look. Like George Clooney can carry a movie like Michael Clayton, which is you know, or you know, uh, someone who's a a great actor can carry other movies. It's hard to picture him in any dramatic role. Like who could he have replaced? 
in you know a dramatic role in another movie. I, I it's hard to think of that. Even it's, in his peak. Yeah, it's he's sort he's of so he's pigeonholed. Small. He is, yeah. Like, and he does. You do. He, I mean, even even here was a little bit misplaced because Slater is taller than taller him than, by like right. three inches or something. So that's a little bit tough. Too. And we've just seen her as Supergirl, so she seems yeah. powerful too. Well, and then she was in that Billie Jean Legend of Billie Jean one too, where she's I a badass. Seen that. I saw that all the time. Yeah. It was again. It was another HBO oh, yeah. all the time. It was a movie she did right after Supergirl. Yeah. By the way, she's she stinks in this. By the way, I think she's better in this than she was in um, City, City Slickers. Yeah. It's not saying much. I agree. It's not saying anything. But uh, no, she's not a good. She's not a good actor at all. Like I, I, she might have been okay in Legend of Billy Jean, but she just kind of had to be a. From what I remember, she had to be a badass and kind of cold. Uh, but she's she's not a warm actor at all. She's very cold. And but and that's probably the problem with Supergirl too. But this problem with this, like she's just not. And Michael J. Fox is so warm. He is. And you like it's just yeah. and and eventually like her coldness has to melt like they have to be able to have it does, intimacy it? and it just it doesn't it doesn't work. never no. feels right no I I don't I've never she's not she's not a good actor no she's very limited more well that's the thing that's a weird thing weird like why he picked this movie there's nobody else in this movie well I think it was probably uh he got to, they shot the whole movie in New York City so it must have been kind of exciting he got out of L A for a bit and I guess he got Tom I'm Phil, sure he but... got paid money. Yeah, I'm a sure. Amount of money. Just like, and, didn't uh, really surround him with a cast. No, I, at that point in his career, though, I mean, it was 87, so it was two years after uh, Back to the Future. Um, he's still a TV star. It probably worked out. Also, remember, he's on Family Ties. He only has so many months he can shoot movies, right? Yeah, that's true, because he so, goes Family Ties through like 90 or something. Uh, 89. 89. The last one was uh, right before I moved uh, to New Hampshire. Was it? Yeah. So it was like May of 89. Okay, so, um, so he still has So he's commitments. very much still, so he probably shot this during a break in the seasons of, uh, of Family Ties. Uh, one one reason I would recommend—I'm not going to re- recommend this movie at all. No, but one you reason I might recommend it to younger viewers if they're really bored and want to just—is the uh, if you're younger and you didn't live through the '80s. Reason I recommend this is is watch what they value in this movie. If you're kind of looking at it from a, if you're a film student and you're just kind of curious about what drove people, because like look how this movie ends. It doesn't just end with him getting the girl and he no. gets a nice job. He has his private jet. Yes. Like, it's just, it, it's an excess of riches that's, like, you would not see in film today. No. And it's, it's like, ridiculous. It's almost like a fairy tale, but that is really how people, I mean, Donald Trump had a board game in the 80s. Like, people <laughs> worshipped wealth. Yeah. Like, Lifestyle is Rich and Famous was a very big show on syndication. Like, and you see this in a lot of movies of this time where it doesn't just end with the guy gets the girl. It's the guy gets the girl and Super apparently win. becomes the most powerful man in the world. Right. Like, and limos play a big role. Like, limos were a big deal in the 80s. Like, they were. status and all that stuff. And it's just stuff you don't really see anymore. No. Um, but it is an interesting look into what people valued. So if you are kind of interested in 80s culture, I would recommend, you know, you know uh, the, the, the tone of the movie. You can see it in this if you want to. The other bad thing is the fucking score. Uh, I'm not a David Foster fan. He's the guy who did St. Elmo's Fire. And I like that song. You can hear no, that that's an okay song, but the but he but he it's like the same. He's using all the same tones, yeah. just and it's different in this in this score. It's not good, the, I mean, and I don't like all the right. It's like Night Winger, Night Rider. Who are they? Night something, Night Hawk. I can't remember all the bad kind of the the sea level hair bands from this time. Are well, they use the, Night Ranger. They use the um oh yeah by Yellow. Oh so, my God, that was the other thing. Twice. Oh, here we are, sex scene. So not only ow, using it ow. twice, stupid. Stupid. The craziest thing is, less uh, ten months earlier, you know what came out? Um, it would be Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yes. So less than a year later, in an iconic. Now I know in the time it just came out, so it wasn't iconic. So I'm sure by March of '87 or whenever they were putting it together, it wasn't the case. But Jesus Christ! I mean, guys, you know, you know, you can't have a movie with another young lead and use that song and then right. double down on it. Right. I mean, they play Katrina and the Waves, uh, Walking on Sunshine, which they do, which works here because it is the '80s and that's fine. Yeah. And, but you, I mean, Ferris Bueller used that song so well. Like at some point you got to like take the L and then put in a different song. Yep. Which by the way happens all the time in movies is that um, they'll do a movie, they'll shoot a movie and they'll put in a song and maybe they don't have the rights to it, but they'll put it in there and then kind of cross their fingers. And then a lot of times they don't get the rights. The bands will say no and they have to find another song. It's actually putting in actual songs is one of the last things that happens in yeah. most films. Yep. Um, it's very done very late in post. So it's not, so they certainly knew that yeah. Ferris Bueller was a big hit, used that song. So they put in there, I mean, Herbert Ross would have to live in a cave not to know that. Yeah, he would have known. 
Of course. Well, because he's doing all these, he's doing a bunch of movies anyway. He would know. No, yeah, but you're telling me that like, like it was probably a pretty short list of guys that were going to play this role. I'm guessing Matthew Broderick might have been on that list. Was on the list to play the lead in this. Yeah. Like, right? Wouldn't he have been a natural? I think so. So like, I'm sure he's aware of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Like, it's just, it's, it's insane. <laughs> of course. Like, it's just madness. And they even do, like, the first, like, the stuff in Kansas is shot like a John Hughes movie where people are looking right at the camera. It's shot that way with quick edits. It's shot like a John Hughes film. So he's, like, stealing from John Hughes, like, so many different times in this yeah. movie. Um, it's a really, really poorly made film. Yeah, uh, not good. Thumbs down. Don't recommend it. Thumbs down. Um, let's not. Let's, let's not ever talk about it again. Shall we? Yep. To uh, Club Nouveau? All right, Lean on Me by Club Nouveau, but it's not by Club Nouveau. As we all know, it's by Bill Withers. Um, originally, um, you know, he put that out in uh, the 70s. How dare you? This is a club, what Club Nouveau <laughs> did with this song. How uh, dare you even say the word Bill Withers in front of me? Oh, I mean, <laughs> I mean this is <laughs> I'm a- sorry. You're right. I should, uh, I should check myself. I should check myself. Um, no, this song is, uh, they, they ruined the song. Um <laughs> Like I, that Bill Withers song, I love Bill Withers. Uh, he like, you know, sunshine, like he's just, he's a, he is a, I have, okay, we'll get into him first. Bill Withers is legit well, great. Yeah. So I'm on board. Okay. Uh, and so they took a like spiritual R and B, <sighs> beautiful longing song and turned it into this like fucking clown show. This like semi reggae. I don't, I, it's hard to even classify what this fucking piece of shit thing is, but it's not good. And it, it, it really bummed me out. So I put this, so I didn't I intentionally didn't listen to the Bill Withers version. Okay. In prep for the show at, at first, I listened to the Club Nouveau version first. Yeah. And actually when I got through, I'm like, oh, you know what? This, th- this isn't like, um, I was thinking of like UB40, right? We just covered them and how they ruined the Neil Diamond song a little yeah. bit. I'm like, oh, I'm like, you know what? This does a better job than UB40 does, you know? So then I went, so, so wait, well, then I went and listened to the Bill Withers version. I okay. said, no, 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 that's not what happened. They fucking ruined it. What happened was, Gonna Me is such a great song. It's such a great song. That they, uh, that it was like, it was, you know what I mean? It was a far, don't get me wrong, the Neil Diamond song, Red Wine, is very good. Um, but Gonna Me is a legitimate, like, great, like, Hall of Fame song. Yeah, that I wouldn't call, I would not call uh, Red Red Wine even one of Neil Diamond's best songs. No. I mean, it's a good song. It's a I like very it. very good song. But this is uh, an all-timer. all-timer. It's like, you know, here's, here's Withers. I mean, it's just the strings and the right piano and his beautiful voice. I mean, you just, it's incredible. Hall of Fame song. So I'm like, oh no, they, they completely just, they completely took a big shit out of this song. Like they did such weird thing. Like listen to this keyboard bonk. And what that's they're doing? That's very 1987. Oh, yeah, they ate the, the fuck out of this. They, right? They, they, that, that was the problem. They used all these cheesy synths. You got all natural instruments on Withers' version. You got his guitar. You have a real piano. You have a real string section, and it sounds good. And now you've got all these like really bad synth bonks and shit. Like here's the intro of this uh, Club Nouveau version. It's the worst. That does not sound like a piano. That that's a, a very clanky keyboard with the choir, and they 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 harken back to the spiritual aspect of the song. But then they decide they just want to fuck it in the face. Well, no, what happens is you to the club. <laughs> Surprise! We're in club. You're going out in the fucker. Listen to that fake cowbell. Unk, clonk, clonk, clonk. That's like the reggae. It's okay. It's okay. And this is e piano. It's, it's like an SNL sketch. Oh, it's so, so bad. bad. It's a, it is a parody. It sounds like a parody. Yeah. I, I like it. It won a Grammy. The Weeby Jammin' is the best part at the end. Oh, at the, oh my God. I think that I is fantastic. That, that makes it necessary. Here, here it is. Here's the. So the Bill the, the Withers song is incredibly, it's beautiful, but it's also, um, 
It's longing. It's yeah, melancholy. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's also it's also reverent. It, it's all right. It is. It's just all those things. It really hits your right right in the heart. This is like no, no, we're having fun. It's like well, that's not what the song is about. Ever. It's not about a party. Can you imagine Bill so Withers? Weird. Bill Withers, like he got a Grammy when it came, when it happened again the second yeah, time in '87. Yeah, because he's oh good. He wrote oh, the right. song. Oh, God, yeah, but do you imagine him accepting oh, accepting yeah. the stupid Grammy for their fucking version of it? Oh, I'd be so that's angry. When you, fucking, put, you put that in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, you just put it. You, you, Break that put, over my knee. In the bathroom. Oh, exactly. Don't watch like, no, no, thanks. You guys, you guys, fucking keep yeah, this. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Fuck, they, they, fuck off. Thanks, Club Nouveau. Oh man, but so my favorite is, of course. Such a beautiful song. Great song. I, I think. Okay, so awesome song. Absolutely amazing. Uh, I think we know me make better. Really? I don't know. I think it's my third favorite. I like "Ain't No Sunshine." And then, of course, we were arguing, like, number two Jordan is... Jordan Marjorie Tedley. Ah, so much soul. Until you use me That's a keyboard sound. Great. That's an amazing keyboard Great. sound. Listen to that. Until you use me oh, it's, it's so sick. He's so good. And that so uh, drummer. Uh, the drummer's amazing, too. Just, like, great See, I feel. Like, I like him uh. so much more than uh, Stevie Wonder. Yes. I, and I'm I agree. Not, but remember, we had the conversation like I don't like Steve Wonder enough. But I am just like Bill Withers stuff just really draws me in. I agree. Like I'm all in. Like great, great, like great. And great no stuff. one ever, no one, everybody would would revere fucking would would love Stevie Wonder more than, than Bill Withers. Right. And it's, I don't know I why. Like Making a longer forgotten. career. I mean, those songs, especially the first two, Lean on Me yeah. and uh, Sunshine oh, and Sunshine. I feel like they still have play, but uh, I don't not know as much. I, I I think like people have kind of forgotten him. Part of the problem is he had a 15 year career. Like he did five records. He had a bunch of hits in, the, in that time. Um, he won. I think he was he nominated for a shit ton of Grammys. He was nominated for like nine Grammys, won five or something or 19. I can't remember. It was a lot. And then um, yeah, he he got pissed at his record company and the record industry in general and just said I'm out. Oh, I love that. And then like had a family. Like oh, forget that's it. Awesome. It is. I mean, it's sad though. No, I mean, it's not great, but like, I, yeah. I, pre- I appreciate the, uh, you know, fuck this. Fuck this. I know, but I just kind of wish he would have made music on his own for himself, just to like, maybe he did. Whatever. Maybe he does. Maybe he did. I don't know. Not, not that I've He's heard. He's dead now, right? He, he has died. died. He died. Uh, died in 2020, actually. Right. That's right. He, he, died, he, right. And he lived in all. He lived. He was like 81 or something. He lived a long time. I'm all in. He lived a good life. He was older too. Like he didn't. He wasn't a star fucker. Like he didn't care no, about going out. He was 31 or 32. I think. Because now he he wasn't like a you know uh, on a tabloid. Yeah, or whatever. no, he right. wasn't. A, it wasn't a no. celebrity for being celebrity's no. sake. He was all, he was like no. Uh, Bill Withers, friend of the show, absolutely, obviously dead, but uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, you know, friend of the show. In uh, what do you what, do we, what should we call that when someone's dead but we still love them? I don't know, zombie of the show. What do you call uh, that? That's, 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 no, we love these people. Yeah, I was right. Uh, in 2020, he was. I did remember that. Old. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, yes. Uh, so anyway, I. Um, Hall of Famer. I mean, this guy's a Hall of Famer for me, for us. Absolutely. I, I mean, he, I think he's great. All right. So this Club Nouveau bullshit. Not good. Not good. But uh, because it's not good, and I did want, I got, I went to like a little bit of a rabbit hole. Do you think hole, I was going to like this? No. Okay. I knew you would. Not, no, no. No one has that bad a taste. No one likes this, right? I can't imagine. I mean, in the eight, I guess at a club in it's, the eighties. I don't know. I, I don't get thinking, it. It I, hit number one oh, so, for two weeks. So remember I said I listened to it before I listened to the- if you were like a, I remember being a little kid, I might mean, have liked it because maybe yeah. I didn't know yep. the, the, the real version. So maybe if you just heard, this is the only version you know, you think it's good. Yeah. I Which think is kind of a tribute to Bill Withers that oh, the absolutely. song, even though these people suck, the song could still be entertaining. I, so you yeah. said you have like a game or something for us here? What's your name? Not a game, but I did. Exercise, but I, it's not uh, but, <laughs> exercise. Right, activity. No, I just kind of went down like a little bit of a rabbit hole because I, this Club Nouveau song is—it's so even though it was written before by Bill Withers, their version is a one-hit wonder. You, right? Yes, of course. Yeah, yes. So I was like, I tried to listen to those songs. They're actually unlistenable. They're awful. Oh, they're awful. In fact, the um, video is also uh, terrible. Oh, All it's of bad, it's bad. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. So they're—they're they're even. So they—they're even some of their their songs are very similar too. Like they ripped off themselves, but they're kind of a one-hit wonder and kind of not. Um, the singer Samuel Prater has been on two. One hit wonders with different bands. Oh. Their first band um, was called, what the hell did they, ch- um, the hell did they, oh, and this well, fucking, this version of, yeah, oh, no, no, hold on. Uh, it's it's uh, two weeks, number one, sold 1.25 million copies. They, their first band was called Timex Social Club. They had a band, uh, an, a, um, 
They had a hit song called Rumors. I know the song. I haven't heard it. I've definitely heard it. I don't it. know. Yeah. They did band name sounds familiar, but I don't know if I know the song. Yeah, Timex. This is, yeah, Timex Social Club. I wonder, I think maybe I heard that in a movie or something. Uh, but Timex, by the way, kids, uh, they, it was just a watch. Time, oh, right, 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 right. No, it's still, I don't think it still exists. I don't they do. Like they were pop, very popular. Another song on, but on, so they stole from their, uh, themselves. Even though they're a new band, they renamed themselves. Uh, and this song, Jealousy, is off the album that, that, uh, that we were listening to. It's the same thing. It's the same fucking thing. So anyway, so the singer on this, it was the singer and the producer were in that first band, Timex Social Club, and then that disbanded. Like, they, the rumors hit was the year before, so it must have disbanded kind of quick, and then they, I don't know why they did it. Maybe they were in, like, tax trouble or something. Started uh, um, Club Nouveau mm. and had this. So the singer is on two one-hit wonders. Right. And so I was like, well, how often has that happened? Right. Um, so I looked into it and so Samuel Prater, the person who's done it the most is this guy named Tony Burroughs. Tony Burroughs? Yeah. Okay. Five times. Oh my God. Five different at, at bands. Point, he's not, at that point, he's like a legit, you know, one hit wonder, right? They're five different bands though. Pretty good. Uh, Maybe he's great. So he did, uh, the band Edison Lighthouse, Love Grows Where My Rosemary Goes. Do you know that one? Love <laughs> Grows Where My Rosemary Goes. It's from the seventies. All right. And then uh, White Plains was the next one. My baby loves, loves, my baby loves, loves. She loves, da, 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 and she knows how to use it. Do you know I that one? I think so. I think so. Then it was uh, this one um, called Gimme Dat Ding. This is something. I'm sad and blue because I can do the boogaloo. I'm lost, I'm lost, can't do my thing. And that's why I sing. Gimme, gimme, dat ding. I know this song. Do you know it? Yeah, I heard it. A little bit. I don't know if it's appropriate, actually. It's my new favorite song. Is the, <laughs> give me, uh, give me that ding. I have heard that before, but uh, yes, I, I, I. So that was a. We're saying this. A hit. What do you, what are you calling a hit here? What does it mean to hit? Like top forty or just like? Top? Uh, top forty, but high top forty. Uh, this All is right. just how Billboard and uh, right. I can't remember a few publications. One out high. Give me that. Give me. I didn't. That look, ding I, guy, uh, ding did guy. I put where? No, I didn't. I didn't put that here. I'm sure, was it? Yeah. yeah, I'm sure. It was. Then another song, Beach Baby and United We Stand. United We Stand, I'd heard before, but uh, those were the five. No, that doesn't sound that impressive. These guys, I mean, I, five one hit wonders with five not, different I mean, bands. They aren't even hits, I don't think. They were hits. No, they were hits. I know, but hit is a. Well, it doesn't have to be number one, but it could know, be. But... Let's call them top tens. So then uh, uh, Limal. Limal? Limal. L right. I M A H L. Oh, okay. The lead singer for Kajagugu. I'm so, a lot of things I can't. Okay. To Shasha. Hush, hush, oh, why, oh, why. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the okay, lead singer it, of that. That's a legit hit. And then he also did the the never ending story. Oh, yeah. Whoa, whoa. Two, two number oh, uh, I'll give you that one. Two so, number ones, right. actually, from uh, from the Limal from Kajagugu. Oh, great, man. Yeah. And then the last one is um, Tom Cochran. Do oh. you know? Oh, I, I, yeah. I, I have it. Oh, yeah, here it is. Um, I know the second song. Oh, well, I knew both the songs. Okay. But I didn't know the first one was him until just today. Maybe I won't then. Do you know the name one of the songs you think is oh, him? Oh, I forget. It's really annoying. It's not, I would walk 5,000 miles. It's something like It's very that. similar. Life yeah, is yeah. a highway. Life is That's a highway. the second Life one. Life is a highway. Right. Very raspy Canadian voice. I want to ride it. Oh, not Poor long. man, Brian Adams, basically. Yeah, yeah. Well, he had, a, he had a hit song. That was in the 90s, early 90s. I think it was late. Maybe it was like eighth grade or something. His first one was Lunatic Fringe, which actually is a badass song. You know this one, right? Yeah. That's a, that's a good song. Yeah. Nah. It's not bad. No, I would never have guessed it was him. I didn't know that was Tom Cochran, but How it's the same guy. How great was that impression I used to do, right? You're, I sang the song. Which one? I was a highway. Oh, it was great. I, it really knocked me off my feet. That was pretty good. Do you want to do it again for the... Life is a highway. <laughs> I want to ride all night long. Gimme, 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 yeah. It's pretty good. It's very good. Thank you. Yes, nice job. I even say it in the, the tone and everything. Like, you, it, I know. That's pretty good. It was so good. I know. Very good. So uh, anyway, so that, that's that. But then I went down a little bit further hole, and I asked myself, I was like, one-hit wonders. I wonder, like, how many one-hit wonders there really are. Yeah. 
And then I was like, and it, the cool thing is um, it, it was broken down by decade, okay. which I thought was really fascinating. I thought right. that was fascinating. How many what hit one? Okay. What is the decade with the most one hit wonders? What is a, what is a hit? Though? I don't know what the. You get just like a uh, top 40, high top oh, so 40. Decade with the most, I guess. Decade with the most. I, I just don't. Yeah. I, I prefer it was like number one, one hit wonders. It's fine. Well, that's what I mean. Well, I probably should have looked uh, into. Wait, I should probably have looked at how they delegated the one hit wonders, but it was a. It was Billboard and another publication would designate them as a one-hit wonder. So it's whatever their criteria is, but I don't know. But you got to trust say Billboard. The 80s. That's exactly right. I feel like his music was changing fast, and there were, and then MTV I think allowed for a lot of people just to jump yes. in. 171. Okay. I think um, the it was the it was like the I don't know what it was. Maybe it was like the height of of broadcast slash like accessibility. Well, you didn't have to be as established because of MTV. Yeah. You could just jump in quick. And uh, I also just think music was, because the 60s, well, 60s had a lot of like band, you know, obviously everything changed. Culture. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the 70s was kind of like people, even like the Rolling Stones and Beatles in the early, it was 1970, but the Rolling Stones, especially Led Zepp, you know, people from the 60s still were big in the 70s, but then they were in the 80s, they were done. It was like a whole time for a whole new yeah. wave of, yeah, a new wave. Right, and we yeah. always talk about how um, how rich the music is in the eighties. Like, there's yeah. just all these different styles and stuff. Right. Where I, I think it allows you it for you wouldn't have said that for the the prior decades, no, or even 70s, the later decades. Seventies had disco and I had singer songwriters, but that's about, and hard and hard rock. But that but that was hard it. Rock, right. But you weren't getting that's about it. It wasn't as weird. Like eighties had a lot of 80s weird shit. Weird. Yes. Yeah, like cars and stuff. As you know, My cars. Okay, or like whip it, or like you know, yeah, songs. Yeah. Dino had a couple hits at least, but. They're credited with a one-hit wonder. Oh, I know they, they, they satisfaction. I know, I know they did satisfaction. I, just, I know, I agree, but I don't think it, I'm, I oh. definitely have heard it on the radio, but I don't know that it's it ever charted. It, yes, exactly. It, yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah, so, okay, well, what do you I think? I feel like Devo's not a one-hit wonder. I don't think it's fair, but I think Gary Newman is like the epitome. We talked about it. Yeah, but then he's also sold because he makes records every two months. So he sold 10 <laughs> billion many, records, right? Too many records, yeah. yeah. What do you think the decade with the second most is? 90s by that. It's oh. not, it's actually 70s. Oh! Um, at 80. Four. I wonder if disco had something to do with that. But we're talking 84 and 70. Compared to 170. 171 in wow, 80. And then I'm telling difference. you it's less than 90. It's 78. Oh. So we'll go back. We'll go 50s, 34. 60s, 64. 70s, 84. Mm. 80s. Yeah. Yeah. 171. 90s, 78. Mm. The aughts, 62. 10s, 36. Yeah, well, now we're, we're like... Uh, we did on KMS uh, a couple weeks ago. Drake has like every song. It, yeah. top it. Yep. So like now it's all it's, like feature. Like it's almost right. impossible it's, to exactly. Break. It's yeah. We've it's the, become so. But it's clear to me like the richness is kind of gone. At least yeah. at least in pub in uh, in popular music and what's selling. Yeah. yeah. Thirty six. We're back to the six the fifties. I know it sucks. I mean that's what and I listened to uh, that show on uh, Sirius XM. They go through countdowns. I listened to it today of nineteen eighty three. And like the music variety is so. And there's songs and bands I've never heard of, I'm sure for this reason, yeah. even though I live in the decade, like, but there, it's such a variety. And a lot, a lot of it sucks, but a lot of it's interesting. And, and, and just, it's just every song you don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. But if I feel like if I went to like 1993, I'll be ballads, right? We talked about that on the show. Or, uh, and then if I went to like the 2021, if I put on pop, it's all Drake. It's all Drake. That kind of Maybe the weekend or something. Right. Yeah. That kind of song. Yeah. So, oh no, I can totally get. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, the, um, Highest selling one hit wonder? Somebody that I used to know by Gautier. Oh, I think I knew that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I'd count that, but I mean, I, I, it's well, definitely a one hit wonder. It is. I mean, I don't so know. It's so modern. Else is. I guess it's, I, I don't know. I don't like, I like when the answers are more. Yeah. I guess that's yeah. fine. Yeah, that's fine. That's it. That's what I got for, we that song for, for music stuff. No, and I'd like to because I, I, that, that song's great. Oh, all right. I'd like I to talk about it. we had or not. No, I have not. Okay. Oh, we will, I'm sure. Mm. I'm sure we'll run into it. Gautier. Uh, that's it for the music stuff. All right. Yeah. What were you doing in 1987? I don't know. Who knows? Who knows what I was doing? I was third grade. Uh, yeah. Uh, anything else? No. So we're back on Monday. With tomorrow. Amadeus. Amadeus, we don't know. I got, oh, we have the great Ned Snark. Um, it's his week. It's his week, so I got to put all that stuff in Slack. We we have it. I got to write it in there. Yeah, I and forgot about um, the music. I got to look at it. Um, I guess, yeah. So I guess we'll see, talk to you guys tomorrow with Amadeus, a free show. And then, yeah, obviously, if you haven't gotten tickets and want to get them, um, go to our website, quantum-week.com. The That's link's the right one. there. Yes. Or uh, obviously on Twitter, it's in, I think, 
Yeah, you could just go to the link tree, uh, right. which is in our box. Is it in the link tree yet, though? I put that in there. Did I not? I don't know. It wasn't Maybe I morning. didn't. Maybe I should. Oh, well, it's at least it's like the top thing right now in our Twitter, but I'll put it in the. I'll put That's it what I mean. Twitter right, right, yeah. right. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but no, and obviously, obviously you guys stepped up huge. Thank you guys so much because yeah, a thanks. bunch of you guys bought tickets and um, I can't wait to see some of you guys. Uh, People coming from all over the place, which is crazy. You guys are crazy. Two Thank from you. Florida, I know. Someone from Texas. Texas. It's madness. Um, yeah. No, hopefully it'll be a really fun weekend. We're going to go out that Friday night and maybe hit that barcade. It's a really cool barcade in Dover. Um, NBA Jam. It's small, but they have they actually have some legit good games. Um, yeah, it's a cool spot too. I, I like it in there. And then, um, and then, so we'll definitely hang out Friday night, and then Saturday, obviously the show. Yeah, there's tons of restaurants and stuff. We'll talk about it more as we get closer. There's t- places, tons of great places to go for dinner. If you need any hotel recommendations, reach out to Matt or myself. Um, be happy to help you out with that. Yeah, it's pretty easy though. I, there's you know definitely at, there's a traffic circle not not far from where we are. Oh, it's like three big. Oh, it's not a traffic circle anymore. No. What am I thinking? Because <laughs> well, what did I used to call? Well, well you see, we traffic circle. Yes, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Matt, Matt, this Matt stuck what in my county too. <laughs> uh, but has been, uh, us old timers. Weeks Crossing is that what it's called yeah, up there? Called okay, now, yeah, 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 right, yeah. right, right. No, but then there's old timers like, called. I do. I say it too. Yeah. Because, yeah, That's we used to, used to be ice cream restaurant. It was right in the Travis Circle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but there's like four hotels there. Yes. Homewood Suites is nice. Yeah. There's a micro hotel. There's some other yeah. uh, Hampton Inn over there. Um, That's about two miles away yeah, from downtown. Far. Right. Um, and then there's one hotel right downtown Days Inn. It's not, it's not the newest one, but I will say, convenient-wise, you, you literally, you'll you be able to go there, and then you won't need to get in a car the rest of the weekend. And if you need it's, to get it for the hour, they'll offer that too there. <laughs> no, it's not that bad. Uh, but, like, there's plenty of restaurants, plenty of bars. All, the show, everything's right there. It's all right there. Yeah, right there. In downtown. fact, if you did if you did the days in, you could take a train. You don't even, you don't have to drive in because you have to take a train anything. from Boston. Yeah. Because you can literally walk from the train station right to your hotel. It's not even that bad of a walk. So Right. Um, but, no, uh, that should be a lot of fun. So get tickets if you haven't already. And then uh, we'll see you folks Monday with Amadeus and Ned Snark's week. Baby. Bye.